Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories Podcast. I'm Rita Pira, the host with the most inspiring stories that you ever did hear. Back in the day when the day was back, I was known as the juicing queen. I became raw vegan overnight after watching a documentary called Food Matters. Changing what I was putting in and on my body didn't just make me lose weight and have great skin. It gave me mind clarity, more energy, and over time made me so self-aware and intuitive that I vibrate on a higher frequency and level of consciousness that's turned me into a manifesting queen. I've lived like nine lives and have amazing stories to share that may inspire you to finally leave that toxic guy you're with that miserable job you hate, start that business you've been talking about forever, and at the very least, you'll probably start saying yes more often and eat more vegetables. I'm your tell it like you need to hear it and make you do it, sister from another mister. I've lived quite the life and have stories for days that have inspired women to transform their lives in real big ways. So I created this podcast to share my insane and unbelievable stories with the world to reach whoever needs to hear them. I'll bring on inspiring humans to trade stories with me, and I'll even have some live coaching sessions with listeners calling in. You're here because you were meant to find this podcast, this community, these raw stories. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for you, not to you, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Trading Raw Stories podcast. It's Rita. Today, I have an amazing, beautiful guest. I'm so excited to introduce you to someone I met on Clubhouse. She goes by the name of B. Bosnick, and she is such a beautiful soul. I'm so excited to have her here. Wow, look at you. God damn, you're beautiful. Look who's talking. (laughs) Holy shit. I was not expecting that. I'm like, dang, you look like you should be on the cover of a magazine right now. You got all dressed up for me. I love it. I did. Well, I I never, never do podcasts on Zoom. So when you said we were going on Zoom, I was like, well, she's Pacific. I'm Eastern. So we need to find a time where I can really get myself situated so she can have some good content. um, but yeah, this is, this is my space and thank you so much for saying that, but you oh are my just gosh. as gorgeous. <laughs> You're stunning. I'm just in awe of you right now. My face hurts from my jaw being dropped. Oh my God. <laughs> I swear. Oh my God. Even your oh. background looks like straight up out of the magazine. You just are something special to look oh. at, man. Oh, wow. Man. Thank you so much. Sweetie. Thank <laughs> You're you. Stunning. I'm so excited to be here with you and, Aww. you know, just connecting with you on Clubhouse and like you, you're so beautiful inside, outside. And I'm really excited to, to be on your podcast and, you know, dive a little deeper. So thank you so much for including me. And I can't wait to, to, to just be you and I, you know, <laughs> Oh, you're melting my heart. Mm. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. You're so kind. I, I remember when I first heard you on clubhouse, I was just like, who is this woman? She is amazing. You're saying all the things that I say or teach we're on the same frequency. And I would say, I would argue that you are even above where I am in, in, in the whole space of evolving and, and learning and growing spirituality, everything Mm. you're working on, I would say that you're definitely light years ahead of me. And I'm so excited to learn from you. Mm. And every time I'm in a room with you, I'm just blown away when you open your mouth and whatever comes out of it is always magical. You're, you're inspiring people. You're teaching the way that you communicate is so beautiful. Even the, your voice, your accent, it's so soothing. I know that everyone who's listening is going to be like, who is this woman? (laughs) Thank you so much, Rita. That means so much. Thank you. So how do you pronounce your last name? I don't want to chop it up. Bosnack. 
Bosnak. Okay. Be Bosnak. Oh, so beautiful. Okay. So, well, I would love if you would start by just telling us your story from the beginning, from as far back as you want to go to tell us how you got on the journey you're on, how you became this version of you that you are, who were you before? Who did you think you were? Like, take me through the whole transformation to, to get to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, okay. So let's go to, let's go down memory lane a little bit. Um, I am, well, first of all, I'm a yoga and meditation teacher specializing in somatic studies as well as shadow work. I'm also a spiritual business uh, mentor where I help women uh, make big money doing what they do best, big transformational work. I was born in Turkey and I moved to London, England at the age of five. Um, moving to, to London uh, was really the beginning of my story. Um, English is my second language. Moving to London and having this sort of uh, reverse sort of culture shock, being in, in a culture and uh, in, in a family where uh, women were really looked upon as, you know, women's uh, spaces in the kitchen, women's uh, jobs are to make babies, uh, women are supposed to stay home, women are this, women are that. There was a lot of this um, energy that was kind of uh, deprived from us. For example, you know, women are too weak women cannot do this. So there was a lot of narrative. There was a lot of dialogue that I believed, or so I thought I believed from a very young age, but really didn't connect with. Um, went to school, uh, studied in, uh, in London as well, went to uni. I was doing a four-year sandwich degree uh, we call it a sandwich degree because right at the, the the middle mark of your degree, you go abroad. And this was really my, I was waiting for this for, for the longest time of my life, um, wanting this sort of escape, if you will. Um, growing up, it was a lot of, I, I, I was chasing freedom. I was chasing expansion. I was chasing to find myself in a way where I truly wanted to be completely free, free from uh, the dialogue that I was inheriting, free from the certain uh, aspects that I uh, was expected to be in. Um, and so in that sandwich year degree, I moved to Los Angeles. This was in 2005 for 12 months. It was a one year internship where I truly, I can say, that was the year that I found B. It was truly the year I found B. I moved to a completely new country, found a completely new job, found a roommate online. Um, you know, I grew up with the internet. I love the internet. I believe in the internet. Um, but I did this with every single person um, within, within my circle, either laughing at my dreams or either um, pushing me down in a way was questioning the power and the resilience that I knew that I had, uh, you know, embedded within my DNA. I was looking for that escape. I was looking for that freedom and I did find it. Um, long story short, after the 12 months being in LA, I moved back to London, graduated. And then that was, that was the, the year that I said, okay, you know what? 
America. I'm moving to America to, to pursue this American dream. And that's a whole different subject right now because the dream is always an illusion. Mm -hmm. The dream is always living within yourself. And it's really up to you what you do with that dream, what you do with that, you know, vision that you have of yourself and, and how, you know, how much discipline you can find within yourself to have the power and the resilience to fulfill the dreams that you are wanting to accomplish. I've been in the States for a very, very long time, lived in Portland, Oregon a little bit after living in LA for five years. And I've been now in New York City since uh, 2012. So um, that's kind of, you know, a long story short. Um, I was in the fashion industry for many, many years. And I moved from the fashion industry to the spirituality uh, aspect of what I do now. And that transition was, was really uh, a conduit of me finding myself um, in a way that I had never before, uh, feelings uh, that were coming forth that I knew of, uh, being really intuitive, being really connected with the divine, with spirit. Um, and for most of, you know, most of my time growing up, it was very hard to speak about these abilities, to speak about the, this, this inner knowing. Um, but once I found breath work, yoga, meditation, shadow work, I mean, all of these lenses that I am now able to, to look at and help my students and clients has, has really allowed me to tap into, I guess, you know, if we say purpose, um, and so my job now is to bring uh, those, especially women, uh, bring women to the light. But in order to get to the light, a lot of very deep shadow somatic work needs to be done. And this is what I do now. My goodness, you are a fascinating woman. Seriously, I'm just jotting notes down here and I'm like realizing how much we have in common too, which is very interesting. Um, our culture, you're from Turkey originally. I'm Assyrian. So I grew up, um, so not Syria, Assyria, like ancient Babylon, what have you. Yeah. And I grew up in that same culture roles. Like you're supposed to get married and cook and clean and take care of your husband and your kids. And this is your life. Maybe become a teacher, but that's it. Like don't have dreams right? Basically, that's what it was. Um, and we have this idea of who we are supposed to be. And inside you feel a little part of you just like dying a little because you, you want to become this other thing that you're yearning for. There's something tugging at your heart. There's someone inside that's, that's trying to emerge, right? But we suppress it because of society, because of culture, because what we believe we're supposed to do. And then you touched on people like judging you, criticizing you, laughing at your dreams and all of that. That is one of the biggest fears is fear of criticism, fear of judgment. It paralyzes people. It absolutely paralyzes us. I was one of those people. And I just only this year emerged from that cocoon of mine, if you will, of how I'm supposed to live my life. And I love that you talked about um, that freedom, having that desire for freedom. I felt that too. I had that too. I started from scratch in so many places. I lived in New York City from 2014 to 19. So we were there at the same time. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. I, oh my gosh, it's insane. And then I'm considering, I live in San Diego now. So I'm, I'm actually, my lease is up at the end of April and I'm looking to move to LA. So we just did the switch. Oh, wow. That's incredible. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, we, like I said to you, you know, uh, I very, very much feel so aligned with you, you know, meeting you and also listening to your story. And there's a lot of parallel, but also I think it's definitely from our, our, our background, you know, we, I mean, yeah. spirit just kind of calls you and, and, and does its own thing and connects you, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's really, really beautiful that you actually understand not only on an intellectual level, what I'm saying, but you felt it yeah. and that feeling of, you know, uh, feeling unworthy or feeling stuck or feeling, you know, is this what I'm supposed to do in my life? Like I go to school, then I go to university, then I get a job. You know, my parents wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. Um, even to this day, they have no clue what I really do. And then <laughs> after you get married, you have a child and then you have more children and more children. And then what? And then you right. get a house and you get a car. Right. That's not my dream. That doesn't entice me. Same. That doesn't thrill me. Like it doesn't impress me. I don't care about any of those things because I've actually, I have had that. Mm -hmm. I have had a marriage before. I have had the white picket fence before. I have had all the materialistic things before and I felt empty. Yeah. I felt like this is, this is not the, 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 the dream that was promised to me. Right. Because there is no freedom in this. Why do I still feel stuck in this? Why do I still feel like I feel, you know, unworthy because of this? And it wasn't until, until I, I truly, truly had to listen to that voice that I was suppressing. I knew exactly what I was doing, yeah. but it was time for me to hear the call. Mm -hmm. And as you know, Rita, when you hear the call, div divine, the spirit takes over and it leads you into places and spaces that are there to uplift you completely, but without, you know, you're not going to get that without really doing the deep inner work and the work that we see now, right? People are saying, okay, I'm doing the work. It's not just a yoga practice and a meditation practice right. here, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here. It's deep work. Mm -hmm. Like, are you ready to really go through that? And that work is really connecting back to your spirit because we live in a culture that doesn't really recognize spirit. We live in cancel culture. We live in judgment culture. We live in, you know, criticism culture. But right. here's the thing that I found is that whether I am successful, I am judged. And when I'm struggling, <laughs> I am judged. This is true. This is why I tell people, this is what came through for me this year. It's like, whether I do or I don't, I will be judged either way. So I might as well, so that I don't end up on my deathbed full of regret. I didn't do this or that X, Y, Z because of this person or that person, or, you know, someone judging me or talking about me or whatever. It's so, it's the most ridiculous thing that we fear criticism and judgment. And, and it just dawned on me this year. You cannot make everyone happy. No matter how hard you try to be perfect, you will still rub someone the wrong way. You'll still say something that made someone feel a certain type of way and they judge you and whatever. It's so ridiculous as far as feeling like your life, your life has to be lived a certain way for other people to please other people. And once you free yourself from that, wow, wow, you are unstoppable. And when you step into the purpose, your calling, that, that yearning, that feeling that you have, that you're suppressing, like you said, B, it's so powerful when you step into that, it's almost like the work begins mm. with that decision. 
that, like you said, yoga, meditation, all of that, that's great. That's external stuff that helps you internally, but the deep work, the shadow work, the inner child work, that is where the magic happens. That is like, I, when I was living in New York, oh my gosh, New York made me the woman I am today be. I went through the dark night of the soul Mm -hmm. and that cracked me open because I was star sign and your, your moon and rising just out of curiosity. You know, it's funny. I don't know those things. All I know is I'm a Sagittarius. Someone tried to, yeah, I'm fire. I knew that. But when, when people go, your moon, you're, you're this, you're that. I'm like, I honestly don't know. I don't get um, too deep into that sort of side of things. Someone introduced me to an app. I think it was called CoStar or something like that. I'm not sure. And it, it, yeah, it told me what my, my sign was, what my moon and all the things and where things are and all that. It it was confusing for me. And I was like, okay, I'm not ready for this yet. Just like how back in the day when I bought, um, Michael Singer's the untethered soul. Mm -hmm. What a fantastic book. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when I first picked it up to read it made no sense, could not make sense of the words because I wasn't ready to receive that message. I wasn't there yet. And now I pick it up and it's like my bathroom book. It's just, it's so quick. It's like third grade reading level for me now. Isn't that amazing how you can evolve yeah. and change and grow? And I think, yeah, it really does. Like it, and you know, I go, I kind of find being ready quite an interesting part of our life as well, because you know, when is it that we're really ready? And perhaps ready is this lie that we tell ourselves or it's an illusion. But oftentimes, truly, when we are doing that inner work, because we have to hold a certain container for for us to move through the darkness and through the shadows and through all of the pain and the hurt and resentment and all of the things that have happened to us. So we have to hold ourselves in a, in a container to be able to do that work. Yeah. The work is hard. Yeah. Easy. Everyone would do it. Right. But it's really interesting, you know, when you said you wasn't ready and that is true. Like when you are not in that field energetically, not on an intellectual level, but more on this energetic level, Mm -hmm. right. You've tapped into a different frequency. And when you've tapped into that with, you know, we don't know what the reason, probably something external, you read something, you saw something, you felt something, you had enough of something, um, you are ready to change. It's like the, the, the cosmos and the universe starts to all co-create with you and there's signs around you and there's everything that is working to ascend you. But oftentimes we don't trust that because we're like, hmm, this kind of feels weird. Is, is, this, is this the flow? Like, what is this? What am I feeling here? What's happening here? And we, we tend to resist. You know, many of us, we resist that change. And in order for us, if we are looking for an ascension, if we are looking for a true alignment, um, if we are looking for enlightenment, if we are looking to find individuation, then we must, we must believe in, in, in something that is so much higher than ourselves working for us. Yeah. The, 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 the higher consciousness is never working against us. Yeah. We are that's, against it's, 
ourselves. We are. Yes. I always say that. I always say everything is happening for you, not to you. And I love that you brought up the signs because once you start paying attention, you see them everywhere. Once you start to step into your purpose, your calling that spiritual awakening moment, you start to notice the signs and things become so apparent. You're like, wait a minute, that's weird. What a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. There are no such things as coincidences. Everything is happening around you for you. The universe, God, whatever is organizing around your success. You are the only one getting in your own way. And what we end up doing, like you said, everything's aligning. We're in this flow. We feel good. But what happens? We start to self-sabotage. We go, this is too good to be true. There has to be something wrong. It's that fear-based mindset that creeps in that gets in the way because you can't like, God forbid, everything works out for you. Like everything's, you know, working out so that you could be happy so that you could live your purpose, that you could be of service in the world in some way. So you could answer the calling, those thoughts, those feelings that you have in your heart, whatever is tugging at your heart that you're yearning to create, that you're stopping yourself. You are literally the only person in the, in your way. That's it. Your mind your thoughts, your belief of whether you can or can't, it is you that is creating your life. Ultimately, you can literally change your life right now today. If you're in a toxic relationship, you can decide I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm just going to go and it's going to work out. It'll be fine. And it will, if you believe that. And I am living proof of that. I've done that just this past April. (laughs) So I know what I'm talking about. Thank you. Yeah. And and Um, like you said, you know, it is, it's, it's, it's really to decide. You have to decide. You get to decide. You get to choose. And you, you have two choices in life. Even if you feel like there's more than two choices, there never is. There's either choosing, uh, to move from love or to move from fear. Yep. And both of those things have consequences. And so you have to also be prepared for those consequences. So if you choose the, the, the decision of fear, I'm going to stay, I'm going to try to work it out. For example, yeah. if we're talking about a relationship, you've made that choice. Good. Own it, mm. own it. But that is going to come with consequences mm-hmm. that is going to develop in a way that, you know, is perhaps even more detrimental than perhaps escaping, leaving, releasing. Yeah. And if you choose from a place of love, it's actually much, it's, it's much more scary to choose love than it is fear because we are conditioned to always choose fear. Yeah. Fear we is are holding us back. Yeah, it really fear is. Fear is, you know, fear is, is that emotion that many of us still don't know what to do with and we allow it to infect us and mm-hmm. then we become sick and we live in the sick society, sick society. Yeah. mentally, physically, spiritually. And Definitely. so as, as, as leaders who are helping and giving a hand with these conversations of awakening, it is truly our job to speak from experience and say, you know what, I chose love and this is what happened. I chose fear and this is what happened. And we're not saying, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you should choose love all the time. No, you should also choose fear because fear is an excellent teacher. You Mm -hmm. will look back and you will say, oh my goodness, you know what? That really taught me X, Y, and Z. So whether you choose fear or whether you choose love, they are both incredible teachers. One of them takes you to your mission and your vision and your dream a little bit quicker. And I don't have to say which one it is. So it's your life. You get to choose. You get to live your life. So what is that going to be? What is that going to be? 
And that I think scares a lot of people because we don't want to choose. It's like, just choose for me, decide Mm -hmm. for me, do Mm -hmm. it for me. But when we step into that ownership of ourselves, we step, I call it the badass archetype of the woman instead of the good girl archetype. So like you, I was brought up with the good girl archetype. Right. Sit properly, properly. Uh, don't talk unless you're asked something. You know, cross your legs, be silent, be the good girl, keep saying yes. And then it's like, how long do I need to do this? Because this is not me. Mm. And then we shift into the badass archetype, which people may judge that because they haven't been around that, which is this is who I am. I am warm. I am bold. I am brave. I am not apologizing for who I am. But rather, I am here to also, you know, allow women to rise with me because I am rising. So which archetype are you in? Are you in that good girl archetype or are you in that badass archetype? Which is such a fascinating thing to to just keep, you know, um, inquiring within our own selves. And it's very, very crucial to have that inquisitive nature, that curiosity in order for those changes to happen. And and that's really how we learn is just by being curious about ourselves. You know, why are we choosing this? Why are we choosing that? What did mom say when I was five? What did dad say when I was 10? Why am I repeating that story again? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you spoke about the the little girl, the little child. You know, we don't heal the little child. The little child is still here. She's sitting right here. Yeah. She's sitting right here. But what I heal, what we heal is we heal the emotion that is connected to the little girl because the little girl always wants to protect. Mm -hmm. And so if we can just let that little girl or that little boy just know you are protected. I've got you. I've got this. I am now in my adult body and I am going to work with those emotions that are still connected to my inner child. And when we start to heal ourselves, we start to give permission to the collective to heal themselves as well. This healing is not just for I, me, you know, mine. That's really selfish. That's ego. Yeah. It has to be selfless so that as I heal, you heal, then the other person heals. And then we heal our collective because we really do need healing. Yeah, definitely. What is it like 2% of us are conscious and awakened and whatnot? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever hear of the, of, well, obviously I'm sure you have heard of Napoleon Hill, right? Like that Mm -hmm. book, Green Think and Grow Rich and all of that. Mm -hmm. There's one, I I just recorded an episode with Shannon, uh, I'm sorry, Sharon Lecter um, yesterday. And she has this book, Outwitting the Devil that she did with, or she, to bring um, Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil back to, to life, to bring it to this generation, right? so powerful be if you listen to this audio it's wow wow even not even halfway through it i was just blown away by the messaging and the the information that you you just feel in your heart like anyone who's not awakened or who's on the verge or the cusp and listens to this and those who are it takes you to a whole new level it is just such a powerful i can't even tell you it talks about how people are either drifters or non-drifters, 
And when you are a drifter, you're kind of like needing people to tell you who to be and you're stuck in the ego and you don't know how to manage your emotions and things like that. And you're so easily manipulated and controlled because you don't really care about anything. You're not in your purpose. You're not driven. You're not ambitious. You're kind of just disconnected and detached and going with the flow and just drifting. And so you'll pick up cigarettes or you'll pick up alcohol or pick up whatever. And it's, it's so easy to, when you get one bad habit, it connects to a million others. Like it's so easy to, to spread that and you get sucked in and that's it. You're done. Um, but the, Oh gosh, this is just, it, it triggered me what you were saying. Like to, it reminded me so much, so much of, um, that book. I really would love for everybody to read it. And another thing of what you were talking about fear and love. Um, I think it was Marianne Williamson that said you either learn through joy or you learn through pain mm-hmm. and you either choose to be of love or to live from a place of love or live from a place of fear. And it's so powerful. And I love earlier how you said that the dream is always an illusion. And I'm wondering about you and your, your moment of awakening, like your story. Like I went through the whole dark night of the soul. Right. And for me, it was, I was living in New York. I had everything. I had a great apartment. I had a great job. They even gave me a car. They paid for my parking, my gas, my tolls. I was, I was great. So why would I still be crying? Why would I be so unhappy if I had it all? Why was I so miserable? Why was I crying for three weeks straight? And I couldn't figure it out. Why am I crying? Why am I sad? What is going on? Why I should be happy right now. I have everything. And it was then that I even got a therapist and he was like trying to help me and couldn't figure it out because it was that deep shadow inner work that had to be um, recognized and healed. And I didn't realize this at the time, but one of the biggest things that needed healing was my relationship with my dad. I had been hating the man for a decade, walking right past him. Like he didn't exist at Christmas time. And it did. And I thought "Eh, that's what it is. It is what it is. We just don't talk. That's fine. But it's not fine because you're harboring those feelings, those emotions, the anger, the resentment, the the low vibrating energies, you're harboring them. They're in your body. They can manifest as pain, as physical pain. And you're emitting that energy when you're interacting with people, you're vibrating it from the inside. Therefore, you're attracting everything around you in that vibrational frequency. It's just bringing you down completely. I had no idea I was carrying that until I read A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And I realized that I was operating from a place of fear. I thought I was this positive, happy person, but deep down I had some stuff to heal. Right. And I didn't realize I was repeating relationship patterns. Every single person I was dating was like the the previous person, just with a different face on. And you will repeat these patterns until you learn the lesson, until you heal the thing that needs healing so that you no longer attract that anymore. Because once you heal that vibration within you, that emotion, that stuck energy, once it's removed, once it's healed, it's transmuted into something else, your vibration rises. So then you're no longer attracting that same thing because you, you believe now you deserve better. You actually believe that that is no longer serving you and you, you cannot stay at that place, Right. And with with my, with my dad, I read the book and it said, this is the one thing. Oh my gosh. I, I can't even tell you when I read this, I froze. I froze. I remember I was at the beach laying on the beach, reading return to love, almost done with it. Get to this page about forgiveness. And she says, holding on to anger and resentment and fear and things like that, these low vibrating energies, what it does is it's like drinking poison 
and expecting the other person to die. I froze. I was like, oh shit. And it made me think of my dad right away. And immediately I started to feel like, wow, I need to release this. I need to let this go. And then I kept reading and she talks about having empathy for your parents, for where they came from, for their childhood, because you have no idea what they went through. You have no clue what they're carrying with them, what limiting beliefs, what fears, what disappointments, what, you know, what from their childhood, you have no idea, especially from a culture like mine, from my dad, literally growing up in Baghdad, Iraq, right? Like how, how am I so mean and so closed off to this human who brought me life, who brought me into this world? And so immediately I was just like, I love you. I just said it out loud. I love it's you. It's so emotional talking about family and fathers, especially fa- because you know, of the, the cultural the daughter relationship, especially yeah. in our culture. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm feeling it. As Are you? Yeah. I see you feeling it. I love you so much. Oh, so I, I, in that moment, I just was like, ah, oh, on the beach, put the book down. I closed my eyes and I just said, I love you. I love you. I'm sending you love. You did the best you knew how. And I can only imagine what you went through, what, what feelings, what thoughts, what fears, what disappointments, what anger, resentment you have toward your own father, toward your upbringing, what you're carrying with you. I love you. I'm sending you love. I forgive you. I release this. And you did the best you knew how. And that's it. I just put that out. And I felt, you know how they say, like, you feel like the weight of the world is lifted off of your shoulders. I actually felt lighter. I felt the pain and the tension in my neck and my shoulder and my back. That's always been there gone almost immediately. And then I called him on his birthday. I called him on father's day and I hadn't spoken to him on the phone in a decade. And he's just trying to figure out like, what happened? Why are you, why are you calling me? What's going on? Are, you know, do you need money? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but really it was that healing just like that. You don't need to have a conversation. You don't need to have them say, I'm sorry. You don't need an apology. The, the forgiveness is more for you than exactly. it is for them. It's never about them. It's never about forgiving them. I think we have a misconception where if we forgive, we are condemning what's happened to us or we're condemning certain behaviors. But forgiveness, like you said, it it is absolutely for you. It is to free you. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for that freedom, you have to forgive your family. And that's the same thing, you know, with me was I was in such a in such a, a space of, you know, why did this happen to me? Why did that happen to me? Um, and this this victim consciousness and you cannot raise the frequency. We're all frequency. Yeah. We're all sound. We're all vibration. Mm-hmm. To be precise, we're all stardust. We're not just this, the skin or these bones or the structure. We are so much more, but we, we don't, we don't remember that. And so the, the, the evolution of healing is actually going back and re-remembering things that we've forgotten. And so forgiveness, forgiveness, it is to free you. And the greatest bomb to our wounds is forgiveness Yeah, because it's not only forgiving in, in, in this uh, this family constellation here, but also it's it's forgiving our ancestral uh, lineage as well. That when we forgive, you know, our ancestors are looking at us and saying, "You did great," because now we are also, you know, if if we do want to have a family or if we do want to have children, um, 
we're also, you know, in, in the space where we're not, we're not karmically taking those karmic patterns and then passing it on, which is what happens when we are unconscious, when we are not willing to look at the unconscious. So everything we suppress or everything we repress or everything we deny, um, it is never it is never just going to go away. It, it, was, it will always haunt you. It will actually run your life. Carl Jung says it best. He says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will run your life and you will call it fate. Wow. And to do. This is who I am. This is my life. This is my fate. Yeah. Wow. It's time to take life you know, and turn it around because you do have the capacity, you do have the power, but you have to believe because mm. if you don't believe it, you're not going to have the energy to do anything and you must, must believe. So yeah. um, that is really a key component is the belief, because if you don't believe, then why would anyone else? Right. Oh my I gosh. Believe that I could start a business from scratch, from zero, from nothing. Why would anyone else? Right. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, oh gosh, it connects to self-talk. If you're speaking negatively about yourself, right. Even in a joking manner, you are telling that to the universe. Like this is, this is, oh me. Oh, I'm, I'm so fat. I'm so ugly. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. And this and that, if you overhear somebody saying that, would you, why wouldn't you believe them? If you overheard someone speaking that way about themselves, why wouldn't you believe that to be true about them? Right. And then when you're speaking so ill of yourself to yourself, to other people I, about yourself, I guarantee you, if you wrote down all the things that you say, have like a, a journal or a log of all your negative self-talk, you wouldn't say any of those things to your sister, to your mom, to your friend. Why do you say them to yourself? Because you don't love yourself. No yeah. person would say that if they truly loved themselves. Right. And so that makes me question, if you cannot love yourself, how on earth can you ever say I love you to someone else? There's wow. a connect there. Oh my God. Wow. I I just like almost dropped everything because that was such a bomb. <laughs> you just dropped such a bomb on everybody. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. And you know, earlier we were talking about, so I, I love how we got into this whole thing of forgiveness. And this is why I love doing it this way, this podcast, without having like a set of questions and whatever. It's just a flowing, beautiful conversation that touches on all these areas based on our, our just connection and things we may or may not have in common or what you're speaking about. And if I know something about it and then it just evolves. And I think it serves people more than, you know, Oh, what's your name? Where are you from? How'd you get started? What's your business about? Oh, what's your, you know, like it's like someone is, you know, tuning into our con very deep conversation because this is the way I speak with my friends. So this flow, it's like letting, you know, spirit guide you yes. um, is, you know, and trusting in that rather than having structure. It's like, just relax. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm relaxed because you are the leader. You are in, you know, your masculine energy. I'm in my feminine because I'm receiving from you. And you are, you are still, you know, the leader, but we, we're also, we're creating this polarity and we're exchanging this frequency that allows both of us to flow in yeah. this, in this conversation. Right. And I love that we even got a little taste of what this would be like just being together on clubhouse, moderating together, because you'd say something and then I would say something and I would be like, oh my gosh. And I'd add to what you just said. And it's just a beautiful co-creative process that, you are absolutely the most perfect guest to have on. I love 
our vibe. I love our connection. I love everything that you're about. You are amazing. You are such a light. You're such a force. You have, you're a wealth of knowledge and experience and love. You are love and I feel your love. And I'm so grateful to have connected with you and for you to come on this podcast. And I'm just like, I don't even want to stop. And right now it's 1244 on the dot for me. 44 is my number. And I always catch it lately, especially, ah, in the it's, flow, it's, baby. It's, it's the messages, you know, it's it, the messages are all over. It's all around us. If we could just look up, if we could just look up, if we could just, you know, open our, not only our eyes, but open our souls, open our bodies, open our, you know, beliefs, everything, everything will change. And again, you know, coming back to, we, we resist change so much because it's very, uh, comfortable to stay in what we know. This is why we have bad habits, right? We yeah. know that it's a bad habit, but it's so much more comfortable because changing the habit is going to require work. Yeah. So it really fascinates me that we can work on the external, you know, eight hour days, nine hour days, 10 hour days, external validation. And go to the gym and all of right? that. Yeah. But when it comes to the inside, our mental health, our somatic health, because our body is always connecting to memories and experience. We don't have time for that. Yeah. So our priorities, really, we have to check our priorities. Um, but uh, yeah, coming back to the flow of the conversation, you know, hearing you talk uh, in, in Clubhouse for the first time, I, I immediately, immediately, you know, just connected with you. I, I also, I'm all about energy mm-hmm. and especially the energy of people's voices, the sound of the voice. And when I heard you speak, I was like, she, she's the real deal. Wow. Um, oftentimes when I go into rooms and there's a, a an energy that I'm, I just, I have to go, like I have to leave, mm-hmm. but with you, it's, it's completely different. So the love is mutual. I feel you. I see you. I honor you. Thank you so much for allowing me to, to be here on, on your podcast and, and yeah, and just, you know, raw talk. My it's, heart it's is going to that. Like, let's right get now. raw. Let's get real. Like, tell me your pain. Tell me your struggles. You know, tell me what is holding you up at night. Let's get deep. You know, those are the kind of conversations that I really, really am fascinated by. Uh, just like you, you know, I cannot do surface talk. It's just not me. Yeah. And now you feel it when, like you said, when you walk into a room, you can, you just feel it and you're like, okay, I'm out because you're, you're energetic. You're not an energetic match anymore. You've, you've leveled up, I guess, your, your consciousness, your awareness of who you are and what you're about and loving yourself enough to remove yourself from things don't start that don't serve you. Like when I was in this relationship that I left in April, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. I was still in love with him and we moved here to California together. And it just blew up in my face because he revealed himself to be a mean narcissistic type of human and not the person that he portrayed himself to be in the first five months. So that was really difficult because then I stayed and stayed and stayed and stayed and tried to make it work. And out of fear of judgment of what people will say, you know, and things like that and disappointing my family and just going in the direction of getting married and having kids finally to make my mom happy, even though that's not what I want at all. (laughs) Like, you know, it's still, it still is a shadow kind of like you're supposed to do this and you're not doing it. You're breaking your mom's heart, you know, that sort of thing. It's so difficult, but I've never been happier. 
And that's why when you, when you said you heard my voice and you feel that energy and you're like, she's the real deal, which you filled my heart. My cup is overflowing right now because of your words, just FYI, I'm a words of affirmation girl. Um, but yeah, I give so much of, of the words, like I vomit affirmations all day long to people. It's just, I can't help it. If I think something I say, like when you came on and I was just going crazy over you, gushing over you, because that's genuinely what I was thinking and feeling. And I just let it out. I don't hold back. You know, I have no filter. Um, sometimes it gets me in trouble, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You do you, you know, you have to do what is, what is aligned and attuned with you. But, you know, with that relationship, um, sometimes even though you are deep in love with someone, it doesn't mean that you are meant to be, you know, we have, uh, soul partners, we have soul contracts, we have karmic contracts with people, uh, with souls. Um, But just knowing, knowing when it comes to a certain point that I had to do that in order to become the woman I am now in this moment, in this precise moment, going through all of that, going through all the hardship and all the darkness, that's what makes you, you in this moment. So, because if I asked you, well, would you go back and change anything? No, absolutely not. I would not because so many, everything happens for you. I preach this and I, I live by my word. Like I believe everything happens for you, not to you. You can tell me a story of what's going on in your life or what happened in your life. And I will show you exactly why it happened and how you can be grateful for that instead of re- regretting it or carrying a negative energy with it, like making peace with a, a terrible experience. Like even the fact that in my early twenties, I was almost raped and murdered. I don't know if you knew that, but no. yeah. Yeah. And that could have destroyed me. That could have crushed me and changed me in a negative way and made me go down a spiral, a path and be ashamed and filled with guilt and all sorts of things. But no, it empowered me right away to realize, oh my gosh, thank you. I'm so grateful that that happened because it was taking me off of a path that I was going down and it moved me to a different path. And I automatically, like, immediately changed the way that I dressed, the way that I behaved, the way that I, who I thought I was, it had me shed a, a skin suit, if you will, or a version of me that I was trying on that I thought was me. It just immediately took that away completely. And it made me go into the direction that got me to where I am today. And the last relationship I was just in, because of that relationship, I realized that I, I, I was codependent. I realized that I needed someone to need me, to appreciate me, and to make me feel like everything was okay. And if if things between us were not okay, I was a, I was a mess. I was on shaky ground all the time. So I had to learn how to be by myself, love myself, and even not wear makeup and love myself. Like right now, I don't have makeup on, which is crazy. I didn't even do my hair. I rolled out of bed and threw on a sweater and I still feel beautiful, which is crazy because I used to be bullied so badly. I was so insecure and I caked on the makeup. I would not leave the house unless I was completely fully dressed heels to the You're grocery just secure. store. You know, you are securing yourself. And that is why all of that has just fallen away because you, your, your attachment style now is you are secure in who you are. And, and that, now you know, I am, that yeah. is so much power because when we're, when we're insecure, we're always looking for that sense of validation. But when we got ourselves, when we're in that security, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. Because we know our worth. Like we, we, we truly embody our worth. And that's exactly yeah. what you're doing. You are embodying, not just speaking about, but you are fully embodying. And that's really the connection of our mind and our, and our bodies as well. And I think I finally stepped into my purpose in a real way and my calling. Like when I had that dark night of the soul experience in New York, where I fell apart, I discovered Gabby Bernstein. And it's so wild how her book was even given to me. If I didn't follow all these opportunities, I want to call them like everything that comes your way, you either shut the door on it or you say, okay, let's play. Like, it's like, choose your own adventure. Life is a choose your own adventure game. Do you stay in your comfort zone because it's comfortable because it's familiar as, as much as you're suffering, do you still stay? Or do you actually go, you know what? I love myself enough to know that I will be supported no matter what, if I leave the situation, it's either going to be this or better. Right. And so, you know, that it's better on the other side. It's scary. It's stepping into your, your, your out, stepping outside of your comfort zone, but your magic, your purpose, your evolving, your spiritual awakening, all of these beautiful things are waiting for you just on the other side of that. In the untethered soul, there's this part of, in the book where they describe this like electric fence that we have um, around our minds, essentially like the set, the, the moment that you get close to the electric fence, like a dog in a backyard with an electric fence or a tiger in a cage at a zoo, right? Like they feel trapped. We are making ourselves feel trapped. We have this electric fence around our, 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 our own possibilities in life. So if you're trying to do something and then you talk yourself out of it, you're like, oh, I should do this. You get excited. Then you talk yourself out of it. I always say, talk yourself back into it because that was your intuition going, yes, yes, yes. Then you let your fear creep in, go, no, no, no. And then so you talk yourself back into it and then let the magic happen and let it unfold. But the second we get close to something, it's like that electric fence zaps us. Like, go back. No, go back. Yeah. Retreat. This is too good to be true. This is scary. This is not familiar area. We don't know what's on the other side. Uncertainty, uncertainty, run. You know, it's silly, but that's how we're programmed. And our brains are designed to fear saber-toothed tigers, right? And so now the saber-toothed tigers are internet trolls in our culture and society and our parents. <laughs> Yes, we're, we're all living in that fight and flight mode, which is the survival mode. And so really, you know, allowing yourself to have some sort of embodiment experience, some sort of somatic practice, some sort of, you know, deep inner work practice is going to open the, the doors that you're waiting to be opened because no one has the key for the doors. Yeah. We're all searching for a key in a ring, a man, a baby, a career, a house, a car, a jet, spaceship, whatever. Right. But the key that you're looking for is here. And yeah. that's the joke. That's the spiritual joke is you're looking out here when the key <laughs> is here. It's so true. Um, what you're seeking externally needs to be addressed internally. That is the saying that I, I go by. Um, it's, it's so funny. I love the way you put it. It's so true. Um, and with, with that being said, I, that the whole, when I have this, then I'll be ready. When I have that, then I'll be happy, right? And I found myself feeling this yesterday because I'm itching to move out of my apartment now that I have my eyes set on something better and it's so close it's around the corner. So you get really excited and then you start mm -hmm. to hate everything and you cannot wait to leave, right? 
And so I felt that yesterday. I was like, when I move in, I felt so low vibe. I was like, when I move into my new place and I have more natural sunlight, then I'll be really happy. Then I'll be really good. And I caught myself saying that. I was like, I can create my joy and my happiness and love the place that I'm in right now for as long as I'm here and get excited when that new place comes and feel that energy. So I was in a bubble bath. I just closed my eyes and I pictured how happy I would be in that new place and with all that sunlight and the giant windows and all of that. And I have a really great apartment right now, but the thing I'm missing is is an abundance of natural sunlight, which is very interesting. I'd love to know what you think about that. Every single apartment that I've had in the last, I don't know, decade has lacked natural sunlight, every single one. What do you think that means? Very interesting. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have, yeah, you've, you've outgrown your space, not just also, you know, literally, but figuratively you have outgrown your space where you are needing a bigger space where it's infused with light, with nature, with, with, with natural source, um, that will be a conduit to the work that you are doing. Because even, you know, with the work that you're doing in, in such a dark space, there's this, this sense of being, you know, closed. So it, it makes sense as, as you are, you know, emerging, I love that word that you use emerging from your, your own capacity to now wanting a bigger capacity that is also infused with that natural light. Um, because that also, you know, you wake up, I mean, right here, you know, we have natural light. We're here on a a beautiful lake. And, and when you wake up to this, this huge lightness, you're just like, whoa. Yeah. But here's the thing. If, if we are not living in appreciation and, and, and gratitude, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. When you were saying, you know, when I'm when I'm ready or when I'm, you know, when I'm happy, then I will do this. It's all relative. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's all an illusion. I thought I would be happy with, you know, I don't know, like say making a thousand dollars a week. Okay, made it. Nothing changed. Right. Then I thought I would be happy making six figures. Okay, did it. Nothing really changed. Right. Then I was happy making multiple six figures, and okay, nothing changed. Then I thought I would be happy if I just had, you know, a partner or this or that. Okay, it sort of changed, but what I was missing was truly sitting in gratitude and appreciation for what I've got now. Yes. I think we really miss the mark when we do that, when we find ourselves, because we ask ourselves, well, what's wrong with me? Because I have all the stuff and I've, I've done all the stuff that I've wanted to do, but now what else, what else? And we're chasing, we're constantly chasing the next best thing. Mm -hmm. And we're in this rat race. What are we chasing truly? So that's a really profound question that, you know, for the listener to ask yourself, what is it that you're chasing? If it's money, what's behind money, freedom, what's behind freedom? A man, a woman, what's behind that? So getting really, really clear about what it is that you are you are chasing. So to 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 ask you, you know, as you're moving into this new space of sunlight and drenched with natural sunlight, what is the 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 emotion that perhaps you are wanting to bring in to your body and to your soul and to your mind to embody? What kind of word comes up for you? Just right kidding. away, the word peace came up. I love your smile right now. You're therefore in the 3D world, that is the form of peace. Yeah. Wow. You are magic. I love you so much. You fill my heart. Like I'm obsessed with you. I think I should have you come on as like a a regular uh, monthly 
surprise guest or something. I'd love to. I adore you just as much. Oh my gosh. I don't want you to go. I don't want you to go right now. Please don't leave me, B. (laughs) I'm always with you. Oh, so let's make it happen. It all starts with a dream, right? It all starts with a vision. So it does. It does. And, and we're ready. We're action takers. I know you're an action taker. <laughs> and that's that how is we definitely make it reality. Yeah, absolutely. If I could tell, if I could leave one message for 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 the listeners to take away from what I constantly teach or preach or have, I've lived my life to get to where I am and have magic happen. It's just listen to that first five seconds of what your inner being, your intuition is telling you in any situation, you already know, you feel it, right? Like get in tune and just say, yes. If it's a yes, say yes. If it was a no right away for you, analyze, was that coming from fear or was that your intuition trying to protect you in a real genuine way? Like, how do you discern, um, B, how do you discern from your intuition if it's like leading you in the right direction or if it's fear or if it's you self-sabotaging, how do, how can you tell the difference? I tell the difference just by listening and being attuned to the sensations of my body. Um, so if I'm feeling, so the, the way fear feels like in my body, um, is, you know, I feel, uh, you know, quite like pulsation, my heart, my heart rate gets really, you know, uh, much faster. I feel sweat in my palms, but I know that that fear is not a fear where I, you know, it's, um, it's dangerous. It's just a natural fear that comes forward just like in anything that I do before I teach, before I come on a podcast, before I do anything, because there's uh, this, this fear of, oh my God, I have to like open my mouth and talk, but that's the, that's the ego part that is talking to me. So I can discern, okay, that's the ego. I feel the fear. I feel it in, in what my body is doing because it's done it before. So what do I have to do in that moment in order for me to get out of the ego and get into my higher self? And this has been a very quick practice that I do. Um, I've been able to, you know, I've been practicing it for such a long time, but the, the bridge is my breath. So it's just literally like I was sitting here, I took a couple of deep breaths and all of a sudden that deep di- diaphragm breathing, that belly breathing, not chest because the chest breathing is the fight and flight. Mm-hmm. So when I'm feeling it in my chest, I know, okay, I'm in that survival mode or I'm not good enough or I'm not that enough. Believe me, we're all human. We all think these things. Um, and it is really connecting to my breath, taking a deep breath, settling into my breath and then 30 seconds of courage and I'm ready. And it's no longer about me. I become the channel. I become the conduit and I become just the vessel, which I am. My body is a vessel for words to flow through me in order to either converse or teach or guide or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, so I always feel, and maybe you feel this way that it's not really me, if that makes sense. It's just, it's an elevated part of me. Um, you know, I don't speak like this in my, in my, you know, day to day, you know, I don't like, I mean, I do, but it's not in a, in a place where, you know, spirit is running through me all the time where I'm just, you know, speaking out these words that I'm feeling so deeply in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is really how I discern between the two, between fear that is more ego fear and fear that is more excitement fear. And then I get to choose. That's Um, what it is. Excitement fear, right? 
Um, it's like when pe- yeah. people are afraid of public speaking, even I, when it's crazy, I taught public speaking at the college level. I was an MC on Vans warp Tour. I, I love having a microphone in my hand. I even do karaoke and I can't sing for shit, but I still love it so much. So I when even when I got on clubhouse and I had to raise my hand for that first time and speak, I, I myself was shaking. I actually saw my hands shaking. I was like, oh my gosh. I am shaking right now. And you can recognize that and feel the fear and do it anyway. And when you're done, you look back and go, that wasn't so bad. That was actually fun. And then you're over that. And you're training. So you're training your nervous system, right? So the nervous system has two, two phases, the, the sympathetic, uh, the sympathetic system, which is what we're talking about, the survival, the fight and flight, the closed up um, in that, in that, in that system, you know, your posture is very rounded. Your shoulders are kind of hunched. Um, and the sympathetic nervous system is not very sympathetic at all. Um, the <laughs> parasympathetic nervous system is the rest and the digest. So we are in, in a system where we are able to rest and we are able to digest and we're able to relax, but we cannot do that because we are completely stimulated. I mean, we look at this machine all day long. We're looking down all day long. Um, We are mesmerized by this illumination that we call our devices. And we are, you know, we've missed the whole point of looking up or looking in. And so therefore, um, understanding how your nervous system works and then practicing constantly on a constant basis to get yourself back into the parasympathetic nervous system. Just like you, when I first got onto clubhouse and I talk for a living, that's what I, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, but being on there and using my voice, pulsation, shaking, the fear, like, wow, what is this? Um, Especially with folks that I didn't know or folks who are in the same field, who are maybe more more educated or a doctor or whatever. But here's the thing. What I found is that, you know, I have to use my voice. I have to, um, I have to Uh, also join the conversation about my experience because no one has my story. It may be quite similar uh, and maybe relatable, but no one's got my story. So whatever I say is always going to be different anyway. And what is it that I'm really fearing? Am I going, is again, coming back to the question, am I being feared of, you know, feeling um, judged? Right. But it's like not really caring. I mean, you do care, but you're also not caring because you care about more of the, the message directly moving through you. And however way that is directed in that moment um, is also up to divine and spirit and whatnot, but all, you know, really, really claiming and owning uh, yourself that moves out through your voice, through your posture. Um, everything is all interconnected. I mean, the, you've got the endocrine system, you've got your epigenetic system, everything is all connected to, to make you who you are. Um, and so if we can just find, you know, to the listener here, who may feel quite overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, you know, there's so much work to do. There's so many lenses I can look at to, in order to heal myself, um, I would say really find the people that you resonate with and learn from them. Mm. Learn from them. What did they do? What was it that allowed them to move into this new capacity, this new frequency? Yeah. Um, find a body practice, whether it's yoga or something else that is really allowing you to go back to who you are. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really, really, really fascinating because once you open that box, there is no going back. There is no going back. Not possible. You look back at yourself and you go, I can't believe that was me. Honestly, the, a lot of what you're saying is making me think of that book, Outwitting the Devil. It's wow. It, and the whole technology bit, all these distractions, all these things that are taking- I must read it. You, I swear yeah. I did not read it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you should. You should. I think you would love it, especially if you listen to the audio because it has Napoleon Hill telling the story and then he actually interviews the devil, right? Who's the basically the mind- Right. And uh, well, I don't want to ruin it for you, but there's the voice, like there's the voice of the devil. Then there's in the interviewer, Napoleon Hill. And then there's Sharon Lecter, who's kind of like chiming in and, you know, kind of the third perspective and kind of just explaining what you just heard. It's so powerful and it, it reveals all the different ways that we are at the mercy of what's happening in our environment, but we have the power. It's in our mind. It really is our mind, our heart, our mind. We have the power. It's just a matter of taking control of what your thoughts are, what you're thinking and making the decision, being decisive. Then confidence comes from decisiveness, having so many, even having so many options. Sometimes I'll find myself looking at a variety of things. And I'm like, I don't know, just someone pick for me. Like the fact that I can't even choose from something, you know, a variety of deodorants, like, why are there so many? Just <laughs> we are overwhelmed with, with so many options. Yeah. And true. we are overwhelmed with so much data and so much information, um, which, you know, of course is, is, is such a, a way where we feel stuck. It's like, decide for me, choose for me. But when it comes to our life and this play, we're all playing, we're all part of this cosmic life. Yeah. Sometimes I call it a cosmic joke because honestly, I feel, <laughs> you know, universe is literally having a joke with me. It's like, oh my God, you're doing that to me again. But I'm not going that road again because, you know, I've learned my lesson literally. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you feel that way. Sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, like here's, here's that thing again. For example, you know, um, oh, anger, high anger. Like my old friend, there you are. I feel you high irritation. Mm -hmm. There you are frustration. Yeah. And there you are, um, um, feeling, uh, the sense of unworthiness or whatever it is. And, and I've, and when I feel that taking a moment to just pause and rewriting the story mm -hmm. right there. And in that moment is when you not only cut the cord, but you release the cord of your karmic patterns and your old patterns that have, that have kept you stuck or blocked or whatever we want to name it, which is so much more than just feeling stuck, so much more than feeling tight. Those yeah. are just words that we can really relate to. Something is happening internally that really needs to be addressed. Yeah. And like I mentioned in the beginning, we live in a culture where we don't really recognize spirit. Yes, we are awakening. The good news, yes, we are. Yes, we're getting more conscious, but we've got so much work to do. And if we can go back to the spirit, if you ask any shaman why we cannot heal ourselves, is they will say, because we've lost our connection to earth, 
Mm-hmm. We have lost our connection to source. We yeah. have lost our connection to spirit. And everything that we avoid from a spiritual level, it manifests first into the mental. If it's not dealt on the mental, it manifests into the emotional. If it's not dealt with on an emotional level, it manifests into the most physical and most obvious, your physical body. Mm-hmm. I've got an ache here. I've got lower back pain. I've got a neck pain. I've got a shoulder pain. What's yeah. this? What's that? Let me go to the doctor. Let me get pain meds. Let me get this. Now, I'm not saying anything about meds. You know, you do what you need to do. But under that, from the lens that I'm looking at, from energetic, embodiment, somatic, shadow, it is all a story within the spirit that needs to be addressed. Yeah. This is why transformation can happen in a nanosecond. Yeah. We don't have to wait years and years and years to be transformed, to feel this lightness, to feel healed. Only if we dare to go back to the spirit. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Everything that you just said is um, in, the, in outwitting the devil. He, they talk about how they get all of those things to be created in your reality, in your awareness, like the propaganda and all these different things, distractions to disconnect you from spirit, to disconnect you from your own thoughts, to disconnect you from the ability, the strength that you have within you to numb you so much that you're just basically drifting. Yeah. You know, with everything that we have as a society, we are still miserable. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. We have everything we need mm-hmm. and more. And mm-hmm. we're, still, we're still sitting in our misery, waiting for some rescue boat to save us. Yeah. There's, no, there's no boat coming. No one's coming to rescue you. I waited for years, for decades, for past lives, waiting, waiting, waiting. No one's coming. Mm-hmm. So the more you, you understand that from now, the more time you have to save yourself. Yeah. You get yeah. to save yourself. You get to heal yourself. You get to rescue yourself. And then you've got a responsibility when you do that to then teach others to come back to themselves. Yeah. Not, I think I know that this podcast is doing that. As we talk more about our raw stories and, 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 and being much more vulnerable in the things that most people aren't willing to face, let alone talk about. Right. Yeah. Thank you. That means the world to me. And I feel that as well. I'm getting DMS and whatnot from, from women that are finding this podcast saying it's exactly what they needed at the exact moment of what they're going through right now. And it's just, it, it brings me so much joy because when I mentioned the dark night of the soul experience that I had in, in New York, when I discovered Gabby Bernstein, I, I realized that my healing can heal others my stories, my journey, the way that I've over the years told my stories, my different stories that heal different things or that raise people's um, eyebrow, you know, it goes, oh, I went through something like that too. It's just a matter of realizing that we all go through certain experiences. We all feel certain emotions. We all believe certain things about ourselves or about life. And once you, once you dismantle those bullshit beliefs, that you developed as a child to protect you as a survival strategy, because from age zero to seven, your mind is completely subconscious and you're just observing things and trying to make sense of things. And you create your own little survival guide and you live off of that. And it is running your life. It is running the show. And so once I healed my shit (laughs) and, and I realized I have to step up and share this, I have to 
use my healing, my journey, my transformation to help others. Right. And I had this fear of judgment and self-sabotage myself. And anytime I took a step toward actually doing this and coaching and stepping up and doing a podcast or whatnot, I retreated out of fear. I retreated out of just worrying about what people would think, because that was part of my deeply rooted programming that I had to overcome that I only barely overcame this year. And that's why I started this podcast in October and it's already blowing up and I have amazing people coming on like you. And it's just such a beautiful thing that once you step up and show up, the next step will appear. The, the, the thing that you're meant to be doing, you will be supported. If it's nagging at you, it's tugging at your heart. If you're feeling called to do something, it's not there for no reason. I don't want to do what you want to do. Only you want to do that thing. And you want to do it for a reason. It is assigned to you. It is your assignment. It is what you're, you're meant to bring forth. It is trying to emerge and you are the only thing stopping it. And you're here for a bigger purpose. And it, it's been, it's become like my, my love, my joy. What, what lights me up is helping women discover that they're so powerful, that they can create the life that they want, that if they're in a shitty, toxic relationship right now, you can change it right now. You can make the decision. I'm done. I'm leaving. I don't know where I'm going. I'm going to figure it out. It's going to work out. Everything will be fine. And the kids, you know, if you're married and you have kids, you're doing more harm than good by staying with this, in this environment, keeping your kids in this environment, they're, they're absorbing all of it and they're developing their own survival strategies and beliefs that they will show up in their future relationships. And then they'll have to do this unlearning and healing and all of that. So if you, if you do the work now and you heal your stuff, you won't pass it down to your kids and your kids won't pass it down to their kids because it's like a genetic, you know, DNA it's, and they even talk about this in, in outwitting the devil. It's like, it's passed on, not just from, you know, your genes and your color, your eyes and your hair and whatever is passed down, your emotional trauma is passed down too. It's all passed down. Exactly. You know, this, this new sexy science epigenetics, it shows us, you know, it's the difference between uh, nature and nurture. If we're looking from the lens of, you know, our biology, our, our chemistry, our environment, nature is what we are, you know, inherited DNA, all of that stuff. But our nurture is our environment. It's also, you know, where we can really allow ourselves to change the course, to shift the course in order to, to rewrite our stories, yeah. in order to rewrite the dialogues, in order to repattern and also reparent ourselves. So, re-parent. yeah, I mean, there's so much, again, there's so many lenses we can I know. We look at, which is all interconnected. It is. I all love interconnected. it. I love it. And it always, for me, comes back to food. It's what you're consuming through your eyes, your ears, and your mouth, because even food is energy. If you're eating low vibrating foods, it's going to lower your vibration. You are what you eat. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. And it helped me in, in my evolving, if you will, in my spiritual awakening, it enhanced my intuition. It enhanced the way my mind works, the way my brain works, the way I think, the way I feel. And like you said, like, oh, hello, anger. Oh, hello, insecurity. Oh, hello, jealous. Like you recognize it now immediately. And you're like, nope, not doing that. And it's that easy. Once you are in control of your own thoughts, the world is your oyster, as they say. And I love helping women to find what their purpose is and what they're meant to do and what they're meant to heal and what patterns repeat. Once you recognize it, it's so easy to do something about it. 
It's about the self-awareness first and then making the decision to do something about it. You are the only thing stopping yourself from living a better life, period. We are all responsible for the way we respond. Mm-hmm. However way we are responding is going to have consequences. So if we respond with fear, it has a consequence. If we respond with love, it has a consequence. And we have to be in responsibility for our own actions, our own words, and our own reactions to the external. Yeah. We cannot blame anyone else for the kind of life that we live in, the kind of misery. We cannot. It's yeah. not fair. We find ourselves staying in that victim mindset. And that's also a narcissistic trait is when you blame everything and everyone for your life circumstances so that you don't have to take ownership of where you are in your it's life. It's a cop out. It is. It's it is. a cop out. Yeah, it is. Because guess what? I grew up in a, in a household where we, you know, had enough, right? I guess we had enough. I knew we weren't rich. You can, you can tell, you know, right. So then that messed with my money mindset to the point where I never believed anyone would pay me for coaching. Why would anyone pay me for coaching? And so for years I stayed stuck and I didn't show up after I, I went through Gabby Bernstein's program and read all these books and did all this healing, went on these, I took myself on so many vacations. Um, anyone who said, Oh, I'm going to Costa Rica for my birthday. I'm like, cool. Can I come? Yeah, sure. Come on. Like I would just tag along. I wouldn't look at my bank account. I wouldn't look at the dates on my calendar. I just said, yes. And it's going to work out. It'll be fine. And people don't do that. They live in fear of, Oh, do I have enough money or how will I get there? And what if I can't get the days off? And I don't know if you know the story of how I ended up in the movie, the hangover and like, yes, I, I, you, you mentioned it in, uh, in a clubhouse room. Yeah. So yeah. It, the whole process of like working in a cubicle and then having this opportunity to go audition in New York and saying yes to it, even before I asked my boss if she would give me the days off, because no matter if she said yes or no, I was still going and it was going to work out because I believed it came, it came to me. It happened for a reason and it changed my life. It changed the, the entire path I was on and it introduced me to the magic of life. And it's all about just allowing life to unfold, get out of the way, just get out of the way and let it unfold and just trust that whatever it is, it is for you, period. Like that's it. And with that being said, my lovely B, I have kept you over an hour now. I just no, that's okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm just looking at the light <laughs> now much darker than it we is. started. It is. I love it though, but you are such a beautiful soul inside and out. I'm obsessed with you and I can't wait to see you and connect with you again, um, on clubhouse and set up something for us to do together, but tell everyone Likewise. where they could find you if they want to work with you and how to connect with you and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Really simple. You can find me on my website, bbosnack.com or on Instagram at bbosnack. Awesome. Oh, I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. With thank me. you so much, Rita. And yes, you know, um, the next episode, you know, let's give two hours of our time because, you know, the more we go deeper and deeper, the more we can unravel these layers to, you know, help the listener to find those gems and find that inspiration and find that courage. Um, but I, I want to end with, you know, we don't need more information. What we need is an absolute transformation. Yeah. And so when we are willing to really look into the mirror to see our own stuff and heal our own stuff, life 
gets really, really fascinating. It really does. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much and you. see you soon. Oh my gosh. I love B so damn much. Like she is my soul sister. And did you hear how many times we like tried to end it and then we just kept talking? Like that's how you know when it's a vibe, right? So I have so many key takeaways and I know you do too. I'm going to include all of this in the show notes. If you didn't check it out yet, please go back and look at it because I put in every single important timestamp that I thought really was crucial to pay attention to. We talked about chasing freedom, chasing expansion, chasing to find yourself to be free, freeing yourself from the dialogue that you inherited, freeing yourself from expectations. And we are talking about all of this in Clubhouse on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in a room called You're Not Gonna Be a Spinster, Coaching for Single Ladies. And if you're not single, this might be for you too because you can still release yourself from society's expectations and the expectations that you inherited. Come free your soul. Come get inspired to liberate yourself and empower yourself to chase your dreams and manifest everything that you've ever wanted. And on Fridays, we're at the same time, 5 p.m. Pacific, we're doing a room called called Become Courageous and Confident as Fuck to Manifest Your Dreams. So come hang out and it's sponsored by The Hustle House. So be sure to join us on Clubhouse. Follow me on Instagram at Raw Vegan Rita, and I will include everything in the show notes. I'm so excited. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Come and meet me on Instagram and in the Facebook group. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you want more of. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review. Share this with somebody that you think this will serve. Bring them into my world, our world, our community. I love you so much. I hope you have a beautiful evening, morning, afternoon, weekend, whatever it is for you. I love you.